Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Believe in a power greater than what you are going through. When you don't know what to do. That's right, when you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing. From the City of Angels in Los Angeles and the Big Apple in New York City, welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I am Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver, at caregiverdave.com, along with my lovely co-host, Adrian Gruberg, at thecaregiverspace.org. And we're coming to you live and on-demand 24-7 on 21 global audio and video platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, HealthyLife.net, Vimeo, Stetcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, MixCloud's, Listen Notes, Blueberry, PlayerFM, Podcast.com, VIP Internet Radio, TuneIn.com, Facebook Live, Owl's Tale, UBook, CastBox, and of course, CaregiverDave.com. And we're proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast numero uno of the top 50 on Player FM, as well as the top six best podcasts by Caring.com, as well as number three podcast out of thousands of caregiver podcasts on Feedspot. And we have an exciting show planned for you today, don't we, Adrian? I'm so excited. Yes, we do. It's perfect today. Because <laughs> we're all trapped in our homes we're all getting fat. We're all eating junk, you know? No, and we're not all eating junk. Not all eating junk. <laughs> <laughs> Just me. <laughs> Most anyway, people. we have a, a guest. He's, he's personally related to me in that he's my personal trainer. And this happened four years ago when my back surgeon wanted to do back surgery on me and my physical therapist said, uh, yeah, you probably should do it, and and I got a miracle at church one day. Uh, I felt this heat in my back. I've been praying, and I said, you know, I'm going to go get an MRI, and I got an MRI, and the doctor says, oh, wow, wow, this is amazing. That eight-millimeter bulge now t shrunk down to four millimeters. You don't need back surgery. Join a gym and work on your core and get a personal trainer, and that's what I did, and I've been with uh, my personal trainer ever since until he took a little hiatus and I had to use somebody else and she wasn't as good. But now he's back and so I wanted to have him on the show so that he can help all you people out there be like me if you're in pain or if you're just getting fat or you just need some diet recommendations. Brandon is uh, amazing. Brandon Granados. Am I pronouncing that right? Granados. Granados? No, it's, it's, it's Granados. Uh, Granados. Granados. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to let him introduce himself because um, only he can do himself justice. And so, but before we do that, I just want to uh, send a little reminder that uh, I want to thank last week's guest. And that show and all our shows are on all those uh, platforms that I had already mentioned, as well as caregiverdave.com. And so you can watch them, hear them, listen to them. And as well as the one we're doing today when this is done. All right, enough of that. Welcome to the show, Brandon. I'm so excited to have you on. No, I'm excited to be on, Dave. Uh, to be honest cool. with you, this is my first podcast that I've ever done. I've, I've actually never been involved in any of this. Yeah. 
and to be involved with the number one caregiving podcast, you know, it's very special. <laughs> I didn't think it was so intense. I'm, I'm actually kind of impressed. But, um, he's a, Adrian, he's a, he's a, no, we impressed him. <laughs> no, nah, Dave, Dave's you you're not impressed. Everyone. No, you're always impressed. come on, Dave. But it's um, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit about me. I've been training for about five years now, working out myself for over 10. And uh, I actually came from a pretty hard place myself. I was severely overweight, morbidly obese, close to 300 oh. pounds. Wow. And so just you were bringing one of those it all guys, back to huh? earth. Oh, yeah, it was bad. Like I experienced, and the, the worst part about it was is that I was a teenager. And so I was already mm. experiencing back pain, knee pain. Oh, my God. And so as a teenager, you know, you're nowhere near, near the age where you should feel that way. And so I decided to go to sure. school, get educated. And to reverse all of it. Next thing you know, a couple of years down the line, I meet Dave, and you know, it turns out that that um, he actually has a large, long career with caregivers. And at the time, prior to becoming a trainer, I was a caregiver. I was working with my mom. She's a certified nurse assistant, and she actually landed me a job helping out a couple, uh, a couple residents. And that's how we got to know each other a little bit more, huh? But yeah, that's uh, that's basically just a little bit of the history. Yeah, Brandon has a book inside of him, and I've encouraged him to write it. I sent him. I went to I went to a a three day boot camp with him, or he went with me, I should say, and he learned all about how to write a book in thirty days. And we're still waiting for that book to show up, but uh, I know it's going to be here. Uh, Maybe he thought it was thirty years. No, it's thirty days. How long ago was that? It's going to come. <laughs> I don't know. A couple of years? What do you think? <laughs> no, it's been about a year. Been about one year. a year. Okay. No, that's why. That's why I like Dave. Dave keeps me honest. You know, that's like that's one of the main things that that keeps I mean, me. Have motivated. you given it any thought? And he's mine. Yeah. yeah, of course, of course. I've given it tremendous thought. It's just uh, you know that writer's block hits, and you don't even know where to start. <laughs> I know. You know <laughs> Like what? What are you supposed to? What are you supposed to say in the book? But just you just have to start somewhere. That's just the bottom line. Yeah. And thankfully, well, Dave came into my life to give me that nudge. Yeah. Uh, re re listen to the CDs I gave you. The first thing you got to do, you don't have to write a book yet. You got to come up with the title. Okay. Hmm. That's easy. And then after you come up with the title, you got to come up with the chapter titles. So there's a process. So you know you're not going to just sit down and and write the first chapter. You're going to do things in in order. So that'll just be a reminder to you. So maybe after the show, you'll be even more motivated to do all this. And do you know what? I I can you see you what? having your own. Uh, excuse me, one second. I can see you having your own podcast, Brandon, because there's a great great need, and you're you're going to be very popular. You're going to be very successful. Thank you, David. Say, I really appreciate Adrian? that. That's Never true. mind. <laughs> Were you going to echo that, Adrian? No, I was just going to say that the the title of Catherine Hepburn's autobiography is me. <laughs> so, me. Well, that's me. very selfish of her. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, the title can be very expensive. Yeah, I wonder how long it took her to come up with that one. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to be locked in. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no doubt. So that's, that's an encouraging word for Brandon as well. So let's get going here. I, I usually ask my first question, Brandon, 
who is Brandon, and why was he put on this earth? If you didn't already answer that, it goes a little deeper. Well, to be honest with you, Brandon's still trying to figure himself out. But <laughs> I know for sure that I was put on this earth to help others. That's for sure. Because there's, there's just a profound amount of happiness that, that I get from, from just helping with simple things. You know, like for instance, for when, uh -huh. when you come in and after we're done exercising, or rather after I'm done, you know, cracking the whip <laughs> on you, you always yeah. you feel afterwards. And that, that comment of you telling me how much better you feel even after a 30-minute session makes my whole day. And so oh. Oh. deep within myself, helping others is very necessary. And so I just I just know that that's that's just what's what I need to do is just help others. Yeah, and that's that's why I push you to write your book and start a podcast and all that because the more people you can help, the better. Like this podcast is going out to thousands of people, right? And it's yeah, not just definitely. like me and Adrian having a conversation. So uh, <laughs> I I really believe, uh, and I've always told you this that you your greatest days are ahead of you. So whatever you've been through, whatever hard knocks that you've uh, um, exhibited or, or had to overcome, it's nothing compared to what's to come. You're still very young. I mean, he's so young, yeah, Adrian. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. 26? I'm 24. 24. You 24. know, I used to be 24. <laughs> I used to be. And your whole life is ahead of you. You're fit. You're a good-looking guy. He's got a beautiful girlfriend. You still have her, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Just check it. You just never know these days. No, I, I, try, so, I try to be a nice guy from time to time. No, he is a nice guy. Uh, he, he can't help himself. He's just, he's, it's in his heart. You know, he's a very, very nice guy. Well, let's get going on this uh, thing here. Um, I, I have a bunch of questions to ask you. But first, before I get to the questions, I just want to say, um, what do you think about uh, having to get uh, just be stuck in our homes because that's that's what it said. I mean, you know, I understand we're saving lives and we don't want to, um, you know, get other people infected and all of that stuff. But you know, my daughter's going crazy, and uh, especially the the parents with young kids, they're going crazy because the kids going are going crazy. crazy. I mean, oh, everyone is going crazy. Everyone wants things to return back to normal. And um, what? What's your number one advice for people to, first of all, they need to regain their peace. You know, before they even start working on their body, they need to get in a right zone in their head, right? Well, yeah, of course. Well, well, there's two different ways we can look at that. The one that you mentioned was about how everyone's stressed out because we're stuck in such close proximity with, with mm -hmm. maybe a couple family members we're not, we don't get along with, right? And so <laughs> more the best couple, idea there, yeah, yeah more than a couple... The main thing is just to, to keep connection with those who make you happy. And mm -hmm. so a simple phone call or simple, uh, simple video FaceTime like what we're doing now, you don't have to spend every waking moment with those who drive you nuts. You could always find an easy, easy way to come to contact with your friends. Just yeah. basic video call, phone calls, stuff like that. Because one of the main things about this uh, social distancing is not only are you cramped with people who you may not get along with, but on the opposite end, Maybe you're too distant, and now that isolation is, is could potentially be compromising your immune system, too. Dave Nassani, the caregiver's caregiver, has just released his sixth book entitled It's My Life, Too. 
thrive to stay alive as a caregiver. It was specifically written for caregivers who know they should be putting their needs first, but just don't know how. Dave is the sole caregiver to his wife, Charlene, since 1996. He knows firsthand what caregivers are going through because he is one. He now speaks all across the country, offering caregivers his amazing caregiver support package. Even the airlines tell us that in the event of an emergency, to put your oxygen mask on first before you help your child with their mask. They know that those who don't heed their advice often black out, thus becoming unable to help either themselves or their child. And caregivers are exactly the same way. It's my life too. Thrive and stay alive as a caregiver will help caregivers who are neglecting their sleep, diet, and social life and learn to put their needs first. Pick up your copy today or buy one for your special caregiver on sale everywhere and at caregiverdave.com. And we're back. Caregiver Dave and uh, Brandon. And so we were having some audio problems. Can you both hear me now? Yes. Oh, wait. I don't have my headphones on. And <laughs> <There laughs> you can't hear you. So sorry about that. So uh, if you can remember what you were saying, the last thing you were saying, you need to say it over again. <laughs> if you can it remember. was good, Brandon. <laughs> no, I, I do remember. So one of the main things that, that you want to make sure that you're doing is you're keeping contact with those who you care about so that way you don't uh, lose yeah. your cool, right? Now, mm -hmm. it, just like yourself is obviously necessary, but too much distancing, like I was mentioning earlier, could compromise your immune system. And so yeah. the reality is, is when we're in this situation where we don't have any human contact, we become very depressed, we become immune compromised and we become and we become ill and so now and that's all from stress spreading around yeah it's all from stress exactly and so now that we have this this oh. pandemic happening we're all isolated it might not be the best because now we're all you know a little stressed out our immune system's compromised and so we're actually more likely to get sick wow so you just got to make yeah keeping that's... in contact with uh, with people who make you happy yeah, and, and whatever your de-stressing method is, right? Some people do yoga, some people, you know, meditate, some people mm -hmm. will just take a walk because uh, oh, we're allowed to take a walk, aren't we, Adrian? Even in Manhattan? Or we're allowed, not allowed to take a walk. I mean, people walk their dogs, of course, but yeah. um, you need to mm. wear your mask when you yeah. go for a walk in New York, at least. I think you need <laughs> to do it in California now, don't you? Yeah, you gotta wear the mask now. Yeah, even when you're walking I, down in the I street, think so. riding your yeah, bike or something. I'm not too I sure if start. I'm on the streets, but uh, I went to uh, I went to the grocery store the other day, and they wouldn't let me in without a face mask. And yeah, so definitely, absolutely, definitely grocery. So, I have yeah. a gas station. I won't let people in without a mask. <laughs> and go. we sell them, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. So um, let's talk about the the very first and most important exercise that someone should do. It's called the stretch, right? Yeah, of course. I don't so mean, any... the, I don't mean the, the fifth inning stretch. It's a different kind of stretch. <laughs> so so explain go... and demonstrate the stretch. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, well, the idea is is you want to stretch through movement. Through movement, you don't want to do any sort of static based stretches. And so, any sort of what movement. Does that mean? Where what does that mean? 
And so, like, for example, a static stretch is where you hold it for prolonged amounts of time. So uh, oh. very traditional stretches, people bend over and they try to touch their toes and they hold it for 10 seconds, right? Well, that's actually detrimental to your health in the long run because you're going to elongate those muscles and you could actually cause them to tear. And so you always want to warm yourself up through movement. Those are the real stretches that you want to uh, bring into account. And so basic things like very easy, doing circles with your arms, coming back and forth with your torso, right? Touching your toe, coming back up. Basic movement. You just want to get moving, right? As long as you get limbered up. Are those called up, isometric or no? Dynamic stretches, right? And Dynamics. so anything... Yeah, exactly. And so you want to just loosen up, make sure that your body's swinging, that you're good. Walking is, is a good dynamic, actually, because it warms up your body. It gets the blood flowing. It gets everything nice and pumped. So that way, when you, got, you, when you engage in the exercise, you don't injure yourself, and you also recover. Interesting. Yeah, if I, if I repeat things, it's because you cut out, and I just want to make sure that word that disappeared, everyone knows what it was. So walking is good. How about running? You know, um, I used to run, and then my knees started hurting, and then my ankles started hurting. Uh, is running detrimental to, uh, I, you know, I didn't have any problems when I was younger, but as you get older, um, and, and yet I see a lot of older people running, so it doesn't happen to everybody, just people with arthritis, I guess. I don't know. So, so you, just, you just have to be careful. Mm. You know, uh, the one thing that I tell my clients is just listen to your body, you know. If your body hurts in certain areas because of a certain exercise, then yeah, it's best to avoid it. What I was taught in school was the impact from running is very severe. It's about every step that you take when you're running is about six times your body weight when you, when you, that moment of wow. impact, mm -hmm. right? So, so let's say you weigh a hundred pounds. When you're running, every time you stomp your foot onto the ground, it's 600 pounds of pressure going through your body. Oh, wow. Really? And so, and so that's why you got to be careful with, with the, the running. You can't run your heart out every day because then the pain starts to set in to me. Now, granted, I was overweight, but um, it'll happen to anybody. You know? Yeah, people get addicted to running. I mean, people, I, I know people oh, who yes. just can't the stop high. running. <laughs> you know? People get addicted to the high they get. Definitely. But there's there's technology, there's machines that runners can use that, uh, uh, like, what was that stair stepper thing at the gym where your feet never leave the ground? What is that called? So so that one's called the elliptical, the one elliptical, where you're going in a circular right. motion. Yeah. yeah. That, that one's really that's good safe? for you because there, there's, there's impact, you know? There's no impact, no impact and, yeah. You're also using your upper body, you're using your arms. Right, using your back in conjunction with your arms. And so it's really yeah. a total body exercise. And so, yeah, that, that machine's pretty good. And, you know, all these machines that we hear on television, <laughs> the, the newest and the latest, you know, from all the movie stars, and they, they have these incredibly fit bodies. Should we spend money on these machines? Because many of them just sit in the garage, and, uh, and we're still making payments on them. Now, that's another thing I wanted to get to. See, like, I've, I've personally, my family has been a victim of that, too. Like, my mom will buy the treadmill, <laughs> and it will be Our stuck victim. in the garage months on end, and it will just be sitting there collecting dust. And so that's one of the hardest things is, is that motivation, right, to just use the machine. And so mm. your best bet nowadays is, to be honest mm. with you, is just to go out and get some sunshine, go for a walk. You know, we already have enough self-isolation 
It'd probably be best to go outside <laughs> and get some sunlight. So there's something about vitamin D, huh? We don't get enough vitamin D, do we? No, actually, that, that's another Southern good, California. Uh, <laughs> that's another good point you bring up, Dave. Uh, I want to say half the population is deficient in vitamin D. And oh. so we, we're not getting nearly enough sunshine. And so we, about 15 minutes a day is more than enough to, to help out your body and regulate its hormones. Because vitamin D... In the sun? Yeah, exactly. Well, oh. there's, there's over 300 different mechanisms that become active when you're out in the sun. And all those are... are it, it promotes health. Wow. And so that's... No that's wonder just my dog thing. loves to lay in the sun, you know? He, he instantly... Yeah, exactly. Oh, so does mine. <laughs> right? Yeah, they all love Her to sun. Her belly gets He'll choose to go in lay the in the sun than in the shade. We should go do likewise. <laughs> yeah. So, so if we live in Hawaii or LA, you know, a place where there's sunshine most of the time, you're saying you only need 15 minutes in the sunshine. See, now I have a, I'm driving convertible. I have uh, it's not a new, but it's a used Miata, and so I'm always <laughs> got the top down, no matter how cold it is outside. If the sun is shining, I want that sun shining on my head, and uh, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, it's a very good thing. You're Dave, you're blurry again. I'm blurry. You mean pixelated? Pixelated a little. Pixelated. Well, now it's getting a little better, but get, now Nothing it's better. Nothing I can do about that. Even my internet over here has been acting weird <laughs> because everybody's at home. Okay. Everybody's using Everybody's the on it. You know, so uh, we just have to plod through this stuff. Right. Um, so let's talk about the old-fashioned exercises, Brandon. You know, the push-ups, the crunches, the squats. My favorite, the chin-ups that I'm trying to get back. I used to be able to do <laughs> I can't. 10 in one time, and I don't know what happened. I, I got away from it, and now I'm lucky if I can do one or two. We talked about <laughs> this uh, at the gym a few times. Yeah. <clears throat> so so the, are those still good exercises, you know? So here's the thing when it comes to bodyweight exercises is a lot of people have a tendency of cheating themselves out, right? The, the, mm -hmm. the idea is you want to make sure, like, for example, with the push-up, make sure when you come down that your chest touches the floor and when you come up that mm -hmm. your arms are locking out all the way. I guarantee you that most yeah. people who could do 10, 20 push-ups when done in proper form, the, that's going to be right. cut in half. <laughs> and so I see. as long as you perform everything the way it's supposed to be, you're gonna, you're, it's going to be a very difficult exercise to perform. It's going to be very good yeah. for you. And you got to keep your back straight? Yeah, exactly. you got to keep your back straight, core tight, it, make sure your legs are nice and stable, keeping yourself upright no, the whole time. So no sway back horse and no, no. butt up in the air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, do you do push-ups, Adrian? What, what do you still do? No. No, I do <laughs> crunches. Um, I stretch. Ah, what I kind of crunches? With Let's my talk knees about back. crunches. There's so many different kinds of crunches to do, right? Uh, some are hard on the neck. Some are hard on the back. What's the proper way? Or are there many ways to do a crunch? So that all depends on, on your anatomy as well because... Let's say someone who's a little bit shorter, they have shorter legs. Well, they're gonna, it's going to be easier for them to do leg raises right from the floor. 
someone who has a longer torso, doing regular crunches off the floor is going to be more effective. And so again, it all really just depends on, on who you are. Now, if you and then I wouldn't advise doing crunches because there's going to be a lot of strain coming up every time you come up for that crunch. And so it's always, it would always be wise to look for alternatives. Alternative is just a basic plank, right? That's obviously going to target your entire body on top of your abs. But um, as far as I'm concerned, most Remind abdominal exercises. Remind us what a plank exercises. is. Remind us yes, what a plank is. what's a plank? <laughs> <laughs> so, so the plank is when you're on the floor. So you're in a semi-push-up position with your elbows mm -hmm. on the floor. And you want to make sure that your back is very nice and rigid, right? Like, mm -hmm. you're, like right. you're a coffee table. And so you want to hold that for as long as you can, right? As soon as your body starts to shake, as soon as your body starts to dip down, then that's a good idea to call it quits and to rest for a little bit and then try again in like maybe 30 seconds to a minute. And but yeah, what once do you, you start do to lose feet form... When you, what do you do with your feet when you're doing that? You want you, you know... On your toes? So there's two so so there's two variations that you can do, right? You're always going to want to be on your toes, but the harder one of the two is when your feet are together because now okay. your your legs have turned into one column and so it's very easy for you to tilt either way, right? Mm -hmm. If that's a little too difficult for you, then you spread your legs apart and you hold your you hold your your plank almost in a star form formation. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, in, in grade school, remember how they used to do um, sit-ups, they call them, where you would come all the way forward. Yeah. And and then a crunch, I guess, is like almost a sit-up, right? Yeah, it's like a half sit-up. It's like a, yeah. it's like a half sit-up. Just enough so, to where your shoulder blades come off the floor. So are sit-ups still good, or, or has it been determined that they're uh, not as good as a crunch or not necessary? No, sit-ups are still good. It just comes down yeah. to whether or not your body can handle that stress. And so, again, yeah. um, if you have Most a weak lower back... can't, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if you have, like, a weak lower back or if, you say, you lack some strength in your glutes, doing a full sit-up may not be the best, uh, best idea. Okay. Yeah, so what I've been doing is... Uh, and it doesn't really matter, does it, how high you can come up as long as you can, you know tighten your stomach muscles, your abs, and you can feel it in there? I mean, maybe I only come up, I don't know, this high. <laughs> well, no, I mean. Okay. But, I can, but I'll do I'm 300 of them. I'm not criticizing you. I'll do three steps. You're just laughing. I'll do three, you know, uh, sets of 100, and it's usually when I'm in the, uh, in the sauna and, you know, after my workout. And... Uh, you know, it burns, and I can feel it the next day. So it's I know I'm being, uh, uh, you know, effective in, in reaching the abs. So uh, does it matter yeah, exactly. how high you go up as, as long as you're, you're crunching it and you can really feel that? Now, your range of motion, um, the better your range of motion, the more calories you're going to burn in the long run. But the reality oh, is as long as, you, as long as you feel the muscles working, they're working, you know. But uh, cool. nevertheless, you do want to try to go the full range of motion so that you can burn as many calories as you possibly can. I see. Let's and see. these are you really don't... all things that you can do at home. Yeah, it's all everything that you can do at home. You don't want to necessarily... Need... Exactly. You don't, you don't need all the equipment. You don't need all no. the weights. You don't need all... Like how we were mentioning the earlier, treadmill, the elliptical. Huh? Right, exactly. you don't need the treadmill. Right. 
See, I'm a biker. I like to ride, not a motorcycle, but I, I'm a bicycle person, and I've been to, uh, you know, Mexico. I've uh, ridden from Rosarita Beach to Ensenada. That's a 51-mile trek through That's the mountains. Long. Did that uh, nice. several times, and I could do it in four hours. Some people can do it in one hour, one hour and a half. Uh-huh. That. But uh, they're animals. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, every time I try to do the bike in the gym, I'm just bored. And so, you know, it's no, I, I want to see stuff, you know. I want the wind blowing in my hair. I want to smell the fragrance of the trees and stuff like that. Am I just have weird? Ever, or Have you been to a spin class? Are you talking to me? No, I haven't. I yeah, know what a spin spinning's class different. Is. What is that? Yeah. You mean on a bike? Yeah, yeah, it's on a bike, but it's more like a racing bike. And yeah. there's a room full of people <laughs> with, a, <laughs> with a train. Well, Peloton is 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 spinning. If do you mm. know what Peloton is? No. Okay. Brandon might. <laughs> yes, no, I think to Brandon be honest, probably. I, I've doesn't know word. either. Tell us. No. <laughs> uh, She's it's, from the it's East Coast. It's a program yeah. where there's a monitor on the. Uh, you become a member. And there's a monitor on oh. on the handlebars, and you're you're you've got a coach pushing you to do certain things on the bike at certain speeds, and you can also put on programs like the mountainside riding through the the wind isn't there. But are the you talking about a real? Are you talking about a real coach, or it's programmed a on the ship screen? For, it's a, it's your it's a real coach. Oh, okay. um, I saw that commercial where they got this bike, and you know they're just going out. And, that's and, it. And they, come on, it's come on, you can do it. You know, this person on the screen. And yeah. So, uh, you know, that's Peloton. What, what do you tell these people who don't want to use a stair stepper and they don't want to use a treadmill and they don't want to use a bike because they're kind of bored? Am I am I just weird or are there other people who who just want to be out in nature? No, and, uh, believe it or not, you're the majority, Dave. Uh, that's what most really? people want. Yeah. Uh, so they use that as an excuse why why not to do it because well I you know blah blah blah. Yeah. Exactly. But no, you're, you're part of the majority. Most of us want to spend most of our time exercising outside. Uh, it's just, you know, our lifestyles and our responsibilities force us to go into the gym because we only have so much limited yeah. amount of time. But uh, nowadays, since we're all stuck at home, you know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, someone in New York can't do it as as much as I can do it in uh, Los Angeles and and so on. So yeah, the the weather is a big factor because when it gets too cold, I don't like to ride my bike because it's just too cold, you know. <laughs> so you you talk about if you can't walk around your neighborhood, which I guess there are some reasons why you can't walk around your neighborhood. I don't know. Uh, a good old fashioned plyometrics, like jumping jacks, is that what you call them? Plyometrics, jumping jacks, uh, high knees, uh, jump roping. You still jump rope, Adrian? <laughs> yes, I still jump rope, and I also I also use a bar for my to, to work on my shoulders and neck, and I also use a big uh, rubber ball, the inflatable ball. Use a big yoga ball. Yeah, the yeah. rubber ball. Yeah, <clears throat> talk about those, yeah. Brandon. 
So the Swiss ball uh, can be used for many things, you know, like let's say like an earlier topic that we we're talking about, those crunches, right? And so someone who has lower back issues, they can use that, mm -hmm. that ball as a crutch. It will give you some right. leverage. It will take some pain off of that, some pressure off that lower back and, and enable you to do the crunch. You know, if you want to do a harder variation of the plank, you put your elbows on top of the ball because now the ball is much less stable and so you're going to be rocking around back and forth. And so now you're forced to, to tighten even harder. And so the ball is just a good tool to either make this exercise easier or make the exercise harder. It really just depends on what your preference is. Wow, there's so many options. I mean, I'm always amazed mm -hmm. at, at uh, how many different machines there are at the gym and, and uh, you know, how many different things we can do. But that's the one thing I like about you. Uh, you know, it's uh, the person I had before you would say, well, what do you want to do today? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what do you think I should do? <laughs> You, but Brandon never asks me, what do you think you want to do? He just says, okay, today we're <laughs> going to be doing this, you know? And, and many times it's the same thing because he knows that I have this an area that needs work. And then that he'll move the on work. to something else. And that's why I yeah, love exactly. Brandon because he just, he just takes charge, you know? Mm -hmm. And so uh, I would highly recommend if if you've never had a trainer, uh, at least try it, you know, because I think you might become addicted to it like I am. Uh, but see, I'm bad because I'm supposed to go to the gym a couple of times a week besides my time with him yeah. and do the things that he tells me to do. And I've, and I've yet to do that, and I'm just bad, 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 you know. Um, Half the battles. See, Brandon can't write a book. And I can't, he can write a book, but he just can't bring himself to, to actually write it. And I can't bring myself to actually go to the gym when I'm not meeting with him. So, I, you know, I'm as guilty as you are. You know, yeah, it's give no and right take, to, huh? To judge yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about having adequate rest, you know, after and in between. And should we do it every day? Should we be doing different parts of our body every day or, or rotate or so that's a, that's a really that. good question. Um, now, since we don't have any equipment at our disposal, it's totally fine to do do the whole body every single day. But of course, really? you don't you don't want to to go for five days straight. You know, you want to have days where you take the whole day off and you rest. It's very easy, of, of obviously, because we're all stuck at home. Stress levels <laughs> are high. We want to get moving. We want to do something because we're just sitting there antsy. Right, but we have to sometimes we have to fight against that, and we have to make sure that our body's resting enough so that in the future we don't end up hurting ourselves. Because that's that's the that's the long term um, negative result to exercise. If you prolong it for too long without stopping, mm. you're just going to end up getting hurt. Is so that the what exercise thing. is with the muscles? We're actually damaging the muscles, and we and we need them to exactly. rest and repair themselves. And that's how my biceps are triceps get bigger because we're we're stressing them to the point where they need rest now so they can repair and how do they repair themselves how do they get bigger what makes a muscle bigger <laughs> so when you so so when you work out and any sort of stress that's imposed on your muscles what's happening is the muscle fibers are literally snapping right and so Ooh, that, that feeling of good. you being snore yeah the, the, it's it's not but um that's why we need the rest <laughs> Right. You need to but, get, otherwise you get hurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so your muscle fibers are slowly 
slowly conjoining themselves once again, right? Mm. Well, you have to make sure you have enough protein, enough BCAs, enough magnesium and minerals to help your muscles recover, right? Because th they'll do it on their own. You're going to prolong your need, recovery. They need help. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't want to be sore for five days. You want to be sore for about a day <laughs> or two, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, there's stuff on the market. I've tried it, um, creatine or something. I don't know. I, I can't remember what it was. But after I work out, before I work out and after I work out, I'll drink this stuff. And I hurt less, you know, because you never hurt the next day. It's always the second day. The second. Oh, my yeah, God, exactly. where'd that come from, you know? And so this stuff yeah. really helps. What is the stuff I'm talking about that helps um, the muscles to heal quicker and to not hurt on that second day? So what you, what you just described is called delayed onset muscle soreness. And so what <laughs> happens a name is, for it. <laughs> is, yeah, exactly, because it, it's very common. It happens to everybody. But um, basically, how, how our body, its response to stress is, it has to do with prehistoric times, right? Let's say we just got chased by a lion, and the lion's still on the hunt. Well, you just got into a big scrap with the lion. You're pretty beat up. Well, you still need to get some distance from that lion. And so your right. body kind of gives you that chance so that you're not totally beat up right after oh, the altercation, thus, if that makes thus sense. Thus, the next day you feel great. Exactly. Yeah, that's why it's delayed. Uh -huh. Wow. Yeah, it's very interesting. But um, okay. the way that, that, that we help that out is, like you said, with creatine, different supplements, uh, like BCAs, like I had mentioned earlier, uh, branch chain amino acids, all those different components help rec the recovery with your muscle, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's the, that's the main, main thing. You can, you can find those at different uh, supplement shops, GMC, GNC, sorry, uh, local vitamin shops. You can even find them at Costco if you're lucky. Yeah. yeah. So um, what if we actually hurt ourselves? And we did something, and, and now uh, we we just pulled something, and and now there's sharp pain, like a knife in our shoulder or in our leg or our thigh or our glutes or somewhere. How do we handle that? How long should we stay away from uh, doing it? Are there ways to nurse it? Or we should bring it back slowly? Should we just not touch it for a month? I mean, what do you do when someone gets hurt and, and they come? And say, oh man, uh, this really hurts. What, what do you do? It's called the rice method. That's basically what you do. You have to make sure that you're resting, you're icing, compression, and you're elevating, right? Hence the uh. term rice. And so that's that's the main thing that you do. And so it's just basically you just have to avoid pressure in that area, and you have to ice it. Make sure that you're getting a massage every now and then, so that there's compression. Right. And Making how sure how often or how long should we ice for? There's, everyone says different things. So no more than about 15 minutes at a given time, right? You always want to uh, just a little bit of ice, and then you go ahead and add some compression, then you come back and add some more ice. And then for the remainder of the night, you elevate whatever is injured, and then you just rest. Mm. So how many times can we ice a day uh, between, like, are you saying 15 minutes rest between ices or longer? So, so what I'm saying is you apply the ice for about 15 minutes, and then you okay. take about a half hour 
without the ice, and then you apply it again for another 15 minutes. And you can do that a few times throughout the day. Just you don't want to have the ice with making contact with your with your uh, injury yeah. the entire time. So don't fall asleep with the ice. Yeah, exactly. And you should have something between the ice and your skin because you can get yes. frostbite, right? Yeah. And when should we use ice and when should we use heat? So I would use ice when it comes to, to muscular injuries. Like say like mm -hmm. you pulled something, right? But like now let's say if there's something like trauma where you hit your shin, you fall on your elbow, you hurt your shoulder, your hip, etc. That's when you're going to want to use heat and pressure initially. Mm. Then once you get once you get, uh, the pain starts to subside, then you start to apply the ice. So heat uh, reduces pain, ice reduces swelling. Did exactly. Right? Inflammation. Mm -hmm. The inflammation. inflammation. Wow. So you learned all this stuff in school, huh? You're pretty smart. Yeah. I try to pay attention. Attention spans only so long, you know. No, you seem to retain a lot of information. He's young, Adrian. He's got a young mind. Uh, my, mind <laughs> my mind used to retain information. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about um, sweating. Some people say if if you're riding your bike or you're running or you're doing your your supposedly cardiac uh, cardiac cardio <laughs> cardiac arrest. If you're doing your cardio, trying to should, avoid. You, should you sweat? I mean, do you have to sweat? If you're not sweating, you're not doing it right? Uh, talk about the sweating. So sweating, a lot of people think that sweating has to do with burning fat. Uh, I wish that was the case because I, I sweat <laughs> like crazy. You sweat a lot. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So if that was the case, I'd be, I'd be thin year-round. But uh, no, sweating has to do with, with your internal system just simply becoming too hot. And so that, that's just really what it comes down to, is your body's just too hot, it's getting stressed out, and so starts to release that water. Hopefully so that it can evaporate and cool you down. you got two people on the bike. They've been biking for an hour. One is dripping wet, and the other one doesn't have a drop of perspiration on them. They are both equally getting a good workout, yes? Oh, definitely. That just comes down to genetics. Oh. I want to know how you lost all your weight. Well, to yeah. be honest with you, it, it took a few times. Uh, the the first try that I did it, it, it was very, it was intense cardio, and so that's mm -hmm. that's actually one of the the worser ways to do it because the moment mm -hmm. I stopped running, the moment I I ballooned back up. Right. And so, the second time, I lost all the weight was because I had actually started to play football, and through the exercise and the training regimen that they had us doing, right, I lost a bunch of weight. But again, the football ended and I ballooned back up again. Mm -hmm. And so I started to really look into what was the defining factor of why I was retaining all my fat. So the defining factor of why you kept retaining the fat was what? Was my diet. You know, you can't outrun uh -huh. a bad diet. Oh, and diet. so that's, that's, the, that's the biggest thing because... Yep. I was literally going in a circle for about four years until it finally clicked in my head where it's like, no, you're not seeing what you want to see because you're still eating like trash. This was what it came down to. I started to clean up my diet. I started to right. introduce more leafy greens, more lean meats at the time. I started, I actually even, at the time, I started to eat fish for my life and mm -hmm. 
having all these power, uh, all these so-called power foods, um, I began to lose the weight almost instantaneously. It was like dropping off yep. day by day. And so I'm, I'm a 100% believe that your diet is, is the main factor to making your body look the way you want it, want it to look and feel the way you want it to feel. Well, let's Clean talk food about helps. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the things that people do to lose weight. Um, as you know, I told you that I lost 20 pounds doing keto. And I started out strict keto, and then I let it evolve into a modified Atkins, you know, where I, I kept my carbs down to 20 in the beginning, and then I raised them to 50. And now I can do 100 grams of carbs a day um, and still maintain my weight. You know, I, I'm down... I bounce now between 160 and 165, so I'm averaging about 162 and a half. When I'm really, really good and I ride my bike, I can stay at 160 and below. But um, apparently I don't have the discipline that I need to have in order to do that because I ask, well, you know, what's the benefit of, of losing an extra two and a half pounds? I mean, because it's motivating, right? What motive do I have to wanting to, to lose two and a half pounds and exercise more and eat a little better? How do we how do we do that and tell talk about motivation and talk about uh, what I just talked about with the diet? So the thing is with fad diets, like well, let's touch up on that subject first with the fad diet. Um, they have good quick results, but in terms of long term results. They aren't exactly the best idea because right. and you even mentioned it yourself that you've brought up your intake of carbs. Mm -hmm. well, what happens with the keto with the keto diet is people be lose their ability to problem solve because your brain runs predominantly off of carbohydrates, and so when it doesn't mm -hmm. have that fuel source, your your thoughts are a little bit foggy. It's uh, hard to compartmentalize really? those thoughts. Yeah, exactly. And so, and so, I'm always that you way. Just I just have to make sure. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's the uh, carbs are very important, and so you just have to make sure that you're not completely eliminating those uh, those things from your diet. And no, so, and I'm I'm glad that I that I can, you know, increase my carbs and still maintain my weight. So, I mean, I it's I've, the I've kind some... of carbs. It's the, the kind, kind of carbs, carbs you that... eat. Oh, yeah. So what are you what are you considering long term? Because I've kept the weight off now for about um, seven or eight months. Is that uh, am I am I there yet, or am I still in danger of of not uh, keeping it off? Well, I'll, I'll it, it consider long term on about a habits. year. Okay, yeah, well, well, definitely it depends on habits. But uh, so, for example, uh, uh, a big thing that happens to most people when oh. they become vegetarian or when they become vegan is the B twelve. Uh, thing that, that we all know and that usually starts to show itself within six to eight months is people's deficiency begins to show itself they don't know that they're deficient in it because they don't see the symptoms but the symptoms don't show until about six to eight months later right and so the same thing with like a ketogenic diet the symptoms of you having a foggy brain or of you experiencing difficulty putting your thoughts together won't show itself until about a year, a year and a half into it, because your body still is doing its best to to adapt. It's still trying to work with what it's got, but eventually, once there's once there's mm -hmm. nothing to work with, it begins to to fall apart. And so, what I would recommend is just having 
a healthy whole food balanced diet. You know, you want to have a balanced diet of fats, balanced diet of carbs, protein, limiting your sugar and your your yeah. uh, your processed food intake. Just make sure that yeah. you're cooking as much as you can. Yeah, that is one thing that I have managed to do throughout this entire time is basically eliminate sugars from my diet. Yep. And that's huge, you know, because that's that huge. turns into fat as well. Huge. <laughs> but, uh, it is. Yeah. And processed so, food. The last one, let's stock up on uh, uh, vitamin C. I mean, I was told by my Korean partner that if you take 3,000 milligrams of vitamin C with each meal, that's 9,000 a day, that your immune system will be boosted during this coronavirus stuff. And he also uh, recommended vitamin A, and there was one other vitamin that he recommended. It might have been e? D. I can't remember. I can't D3. remember if it was D or E. I don't know. What do you think? Oh. Uh, what can we do? Because the president and the, the team, you know, doesn't talk about the number one thing you can do to avoid coronavirus is, is boost your immune system. And how yeah. can we do that? What's the best way to, to get this immune system? Because many people are asymptomatic, which means their immune system is fighting this. They've got it, and they're showing no symptoms. Well, the main thing, an easy, an easy source of vitamin C is fruit. Right, and so we just simply have to go to yeah. the grocery store and get our hands on some fruit, so we can get some vitamin C. You prefer getting it that way? Well, it just depends on how you can get it. You know, like some people don't—they don't have uh, the patience to sit there and peel oranges all day, and so you know, sometimes a supplement might might come in handy. How many milligrams yeah. of vitamin C is in one of those big oranges? To be honest, I couldn't tell you, but uh, I just know that <laughs> the more, the better. <laughs> the more, the better. The more, the better, especially nowadays. Okay. Is like 3,000 3, per meal too much, or is that okay? Oh, no. in, terms of, and, in terms of vitamins, you can't really hurt, uh, hurt yourself if you take in too much. Your body will just process right. it out. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what, in so, China, the, the vitamin C was much higher than uh, 9,000 a day, 9,000 milligrams a day, but it was intravenous. It was like 36,000. Are you talking about infected people? Yeah. They was treated it, helping? it with like 36,000 milligrams of vitamin C intravenous a day helped. Was it, it did help? Yep. Hmm. You, but you, you could not take that and... Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't uh, absorb, I think. I think. No. <laughs> it's different. So, yeah. so, so, David, I just Googled it and it says... Per 100 grams of orange, there's 53.2 milligrams of vitamin C. And so wow. it's saying that per orange is around 55 milligrams. So <laughs> you need a lot of oranges. You need a lot of oranges. Yeah. I can't eat that many. I'd, be, I'd have diarrhea if I ate that many oranges. Oh, my That's goodness. Yeah. So uh, we bring up a good point lastly about uh, water. You know, uh, everyone says you need to drink water, you need to drink water. Just take your weight and um, multiply that times ounces, I think it is. And one of the things 
one of the complications I had with keto is I developed a peptic ulcer. At least that's what it felt like. It hurt. My stomach was empty when I would eat. It would go away, and when it would get empty again, it would hurt again. And I had one of those before because when I was having a lot of pain, back pain, I was taking too many uh, Motrin and uh, right. you know, Advil. Oh, and, that's and, terrible for your tummy. And yeah, so... Um, so every now and then it'll come up, and I I've been drinking a lot of water because I had a um, kidney stone uh, a couple of years ago, and I never want to have that again because that's like having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, but apparently, when you're on keto, it's important that you even drink more water. So that's another reason why I raised the carb uh, level because you know I don't want to have an ulcer. You could have a bleeding ulcer and bleed to death, you know. So how much water should someone drink a day? Well, typically, what I was taught was around a gallon a day. And so, obviously, depending on how big you are, how tall, how much you weigh, you're going to take in a little bit less. Yeah, just a, it's about six water bottles. Mm. And so you want to make sure that the smaller you are, obviously, you're not going to take in the entire gallon. It's going to be very hard, and it might be a little painful. But, uh, yeah. Most of our system consists of water, and so you're going to be yeah. want to be drinking water all throughout the day. You know, make sure that everything's just running smoothly. Yeah, so I try to drink three liters a day, and I motivate myself uh, in the morning. I will drink one liter, and I'll say, "You're not having breakfast till you finish that liter," mm-hmm. and then, "Okay, you're not having lunch till you finish that liter," and same with dinner. And sometimes I notice that I'm peeing every 15 minutes, and sometimes I'm not. Uh, and that's probably why a lot of people don't drink water because they don't want to go pee in every 15 minutes. What what <laughs> causes it to happen sometimes and not others? Your activity level, right? If you're not moving, you're not using that water, and so your body's just going to immediately bladder. Next thing you know, yeah, exactly. That's mm-hmm. why you don't want to drink after like six o'clock, or you'll be up all night going to the bathroom, right? You might even wet the bed. You know, you want to be careful there. <laughs> Now, that would only happen if you're dreaming that you're peeing, and then you realize you're waiting in the bed. And that has never happened to me, by the way. <laughs> but I was... <laughs> All right. Well, we're almost out of time. Brandon, if somebody wants to learn more about, uh, you know, what you know, or, or you know, maybe pick your brain, or maybe buy your book when you finally uh, write yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, or, or get your book. <laughs> yeah, or start a blog, you know. You can start a blog that may turn into a podcast. Uh, you've got a lot of information. You need to get it out somehow, you know, yeah. and, and it can happen before the book. So um, is there an email you want to share or phone number or some uh, something? Well, I can share with you guys my Instagram information. Oh, all right. That's uh, good. I, had, I actually just recently t- uh, changed it into a business profile. Mm. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, ju- I just switched it over not too long ago. And so you could find me on Instagram, and my username is the Ox King B. And it's uh, none of it's capitalized, and there's no spaces. It's just the Ox King B for Brandon. The Ox, O X K I N G, King. Is that what you're saying? Mm hmm. And then the letter B. Exactly. And right. how you came up with that's a whole other show. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the reason I came up with that is because I've actually been vegan for the past uh, six years. Uh-huh. And back in high school, I'm the ox. 
And coincidentally, uh, oxes only eat grass. They only eat plants, and they're very strong. And so I decided, you know, well, let's, let's name him the Ox King. And so that's what I decided to name myself. All right. That makes sense. It's better than the Aztec cowboy. <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Brandon. Uh, Adrian, of course, you're at uh, thecaregiverspace.org, and it's Adrian at thecaregiverspace.org. I'm at caregiverdave.com. Dave at caregiverspace. Dave. <laughs> I'm, I'm using this new email. Dave at caregiverdave.com. Thank you. Not the ox. And um, go to caregiverdave.com. We've got three free gifts we're giving to anybody who clicks the button that says uh, free downloads. So until next time, we thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Brandon, for coming on. Thank you, Adrian, for being here every week. God bless you all. Stay safe out there. Wash your hands and distance yourself. Bye-bye. Bye. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words, Overcoming Unbelievable Hardships is about Charlene, a stroke survivor. Back in 1996, Charlene was a healthy, normal, very active 52-year-old woman whose amazing talents resemble that of both a Martha Stewart and a Wonder Woman. But all that changed when she suffered a massive stroke that left her severely speech-impaired and paralyzed on the right side. Who am I? My name is David. I've had the privilege of being Charlene's husband since 1975. We had a wonderful fairy tale, storybook-like courtship that culminated in our marriage a year later. Charlene had just come out of a marriage where after 10 years, she received two black eyes and a broken nose by her former husband when he came home high on speed. Charlene believed in no second chances of any kind for abuse, so she left. Finding herself all alone in the world yes. with her five and 10-year-old daughters, Cynthia Lorraine and Deborah Lynn, she started raising them by herself for the next two years. Then fate brought us all together. After falling in love with Charlene, Cindy, and Debbie, our love then produced Rebecca Elizabeth. We had a wonderful, normal life for the next 20 years. But today, things are very different for everyone. How about the reaction of nine-time Grammy and Dev Award recipient, the godfather of contemporary gospel Christian music, Andre Crouch? Charlene just won't let the promises of God go, and she has not let her circumstances get in the way of her faith. She's not just a survivor, she's more than a conqueror, as the Bible states. You'll be encouraged by her testimony, regardless of what you're going through. Available everywhere. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise. Like the birds will never sing again Keep breathing Take it in and let it out Keep breathing It's gonna be okay Believe in A Good job, uh, Brennan. That was a lot of fun.
yeah, you, you did great. Really did great. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.